Hello again, my friends, and Merry Christmas to you, your family, your friends, your loved ones. Um, I hope you're having a great Christmas day. So I'm going to do now the readings for um, at the Mass for during the day. This is like high noon, I guess you can call it. Uh, so the entrance antiphon is from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 5. A child is born for us, a son is given to us. His scepter of power rests upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Messenger of of Great Counsel. One more time. A child is born for us, a son is given to us. His scepter of power rests upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Messenger of Great Counsel. This is the entrance antiphon from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 5. Chapter 9, verse 5. That's that's the entrance antiphon. Okay, once more, my name is Nechabar, and this is the Informed Catholic. And we're going to do, this is, I believe, episode 210. I uh, hope I got that right. So let's begin with uh, the prayer for... Um, Penance. Okay, here it is. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us all and forgive us of all our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kiri elision, kiri elision, kiri elision, Christe elision, Christe elision, Christe elision. Kiri elision, kiri elision, kiri elision. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world. Receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High. Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, so this is the um, last reading uh, for the day, for the Christmas day. Uh, If any of you went to uh, Christmas Eve vigil, I hope it was a wonderful one. Uh, I can't do the those particular ones because they're always in multiple languages and it takes forever and it's quite exhausting. So I'll go for Christmas day. The collect prayer.
prayer, O God, who wonderfully created the dignity of the human nature and still more wonderfully restored it, grant we pray that we may share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. All right. The first reading is going to be from Isaiah 52, um, verse 7 to 10. Okay, first reading from uh, the book of the prophet Isaiah, uh, chapter 52, verse 7 to 10. All the ends of the earth will behold the salvation of our God. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings glad tidings, announcing peace, bearing good news, announcing salvation and saying to Zion, your God is king. Hark, you sentinels, raise a cry, together they shout for joy, for they see directly before their eyes the Lord restoring Zion. Break out together in song, O ruins of Jerusalem, for the Lord comforts his people. He redeems Jerusalem. The Lord has Bared his holy arm in the sight of all the nations, all the ends of the earth will behold the salvation of our God. Word of the Lord, thanks be to God. The responsorial psalm is um, All the ends of the earth have seen the saving power of God. This is uh, Psalm 98, and the response is All the ends of the earth have seen the saving power of God. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done wondrous deeds. His right hand has won victory for him, his holy arm. All the ends of the earth have seen the saving power of God. The Lord has made his salvation known in the sight of the nations. He has revealed his justice. He has remembered his kindness and his faithfulness toward the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the saving power of God. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation by our God. Sing joyful to the Lord, all you lands. Break into song, sing praise. All the ends of the earth have seen the saving power of God. Sing praise to the Lord with his harp, with the harp and melodious song, with trumpets and the sound of the horn. Sing joyfully before the King, the Lord. All the ends of the earth have seen the saving power of God. Second reading is um, from the beginning of the letter to the Hebrews. Chapter 1, verse 1 to 6. God has spoken to us through a son. A reading from the beginning of the letter to the Hebrews. In times past, God spoke in partial and various ways to our ancestors through the prophets. In these days, he has spoken to us through the Son whom he made heir of all things and through whom he created the universe, who is the, ref- the, the reflection of his, go- of his glory and the very imprint of his being. And who sustains all things by his mighty word. 
When he had accomplished purification from sins, he took his seat at the right hand of the majesty on high, as far superior to the angels, as the man, as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, this day I have begotten you? Or again, I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. And again, when he, when he led the firstborn into the world, he says, Let all the angels of God worship him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. A holy day has dawned upon us. Come, you nations, and adore the Lord. For today a great light has come upon the earth. Alleluia, alleluia. A holy day has dawned upon us. Come, you nations, and adore the Lord. For today a great light has come upon the earth. Alleluia, alleluia. The Word has become flesh and made his dwelling among us. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Chapter 1, verse 1 to 18. Okay. I'm going to do the long form. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came to be through Him, and without Him nothing came to be. What came to be through Him was life, and this life was the light of the human race. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony to testify to the light, so that all might believe, might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world came to be through him, but the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, but his own people did not accept him. But to those who did accept him, he gave power to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not by natural generation, nor by human choice, nor by a man's decision, but of God. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we saw his glory, the glory of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, The one who is coming after me ranks ahead of me because he existed before me. From his fullness we have all receive grace in place of grace because while the law was given through Moses grace and truth grace and truth came through Jesus Christ no one has ever seen God the only son God who is at the father's side has revealed him the gospel of the Lord praise to you Lord Jesus Christ the readings uh, for this part of the Christmas liturgy uh, during the day, which is like 
basically like high noon, I would say, is, um, is for all three cycles. The um, first part, which is Isaiah 52, verse 7 to 10. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings glad tidings. Good news. Gospel. If you remember um, when I tried to do the, um, when I'm, I'm going to still try to do it. The word gospel was used um, in the ancient world uh, by the Greeks and the Romans for campaigns, mainly political and military campaigns. Good news, we brought victory. Good news, the king has won. Good news, we have defeated our enemy. Good news for all, Caesar Augustus is emperor. Uh, salvation for all. Mean, mainly it was all more on a materialistic level than it is. It wasn't had nothing to do with the spiritual, but mainly with empire and government and politics. You know, good news, everybody. We won. It's just like here in the United States. Basically, when some political uh, party leader finally wins the election. Um, so, yeah, glad tidings, good news. Announcing peace, bearing good news, as it says here. Announcing salvation and saying to Zion, your God is king. This, of course, Isaiah, um, Isaiah's work was around the time of the Babylonian exile. And so, therefore, in many ways, God was showing the Israelites. The Israelites were no longer in control of their own destiny anymore. Um, long has the days of David and Solomon gone behind them. And their kingdom went into disarray. The tribes were no longer united. You had Judah in the south and Israel in the north. And both kingdoms fell into apostasy and spiritual infidelity. They got into paganism and they fell into child sacrifice. Sounds very familiar, right? Like today. And the, the, the only thing that kept them bound was their faith, though they fell into apostasy. Their prophets kept on reminding them and calling them back. And finally, when after, during the days of Jeremiah, the kingdoms were besieged, Syria took Israel in the north, and then finally Babylon came, took Syria, and then took Judah in the south, and the people went into 70 years captivity, 70 years as a punishment for the years that they have broken the laws and commandments and violated every, every commandment that God has commanded them not to violate. Today, they're talking about secession in our country and our nation that we could possibly be breaking up. 
we're marring, we're actually marrying uh, uh, in a a sense we're reflecting. I'm just trying to find the right words here. Reflecting exactly what happened to the people of ancient Israel. The question is, will we wind up destroying ourselves even when they, just less the way they did when they split apart? Will we remain faithful? Or will we fall apart and find, and really destroy ourselves with paganism and immorality? Both sides did, mind you. Neither one was immune from sin. Neither one was immune from self-destruction. Okay, it didn't matter. All right, Judah, which is the line of David, David's family and descendants kept the royal line. They kept the temple. And they still fell into more sin, more self-destruction, more apostasy. And in the church today, we have uh, corruption. We have clerical corruption, clerical destruction. But as God said to Elijah, I have kept some faithful to me, a remnant of faithful ones. Today, there are many Catholics trying, begging, praying that their church could return back to the faith return back to the faith of the fathers. We're going through some kind of change. What it is, the only way we could know is we have to keep praying. But going on here, hark, you sentinels, raise a cry. Together they they shout for joy, for for they see directly before their eyes the Lord restoring Zion, you see? Break out together in song, O ruins of Jerusalem. This is basically after the the spiritual infidelity and destruction. It could happen to any one of us in a metaphor. After our lives, our personal lives, and our families, everything falls apart. For the Lord comforts his people. He redeems Jerusalem. The Lord has bared his holy arm. In the sight of all the nations, all the ends of the earth, will behold the salvation of our God. Now it's starting to sound a little more closely. We're going to get close to the baptism of the Lord. First, we've got to go through, of course, the epiphany when the wise men came. But, yeah, this, it's, you know, regardless how bad things are, God is still in control. And now Psalm 98, all the ends of the earth have seen the saving power of God. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done wondrous deeds. His right hand has won victory for him, his holy arm. The holy arm meaning the strength of God. And of course, the salvation that we read here, the Lord comforts his people, the Lord redeems Jerusalem. Jerusalem is not necessarily a city, it's the people. The people is Jerusalem, the people are the 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 faith not necessarily stones and you know you those things can be repaired those things can be rebuilt the lord has made his salvation known in the sight of the nations he has revealed his justice he has remembered his kindness and faithfulness towards the house of israel 
all the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our, by our God. Notice the word salvation keeps appearing over and over again. And faithfulness. That sing joyfully to the Lord, all you lands. Break into song, sing praise. Sing praise to the Lord with his harp, with the harp, with the harp and melody song, with trumpets and the sound of the, of the horn. Sing joyfully before the King, the Lord. It's, as you read it, you begin to see the images of the New Testament. You begin to see the images of Jesus in in this. As you read the scriptures more and more and be more familiar, you begin to recognize these images. Hebrews. This is the beginning of the letter of Hebrews. I still believe it was written by St. Paul. In time past, God spoke in partial and various ways to our ancestors through the prophets. In these last days, he has spoken to us through the Son, who he made heir of all things and through whom he created the universe, who is the refulgence or reflection, imprint or icon of his glory. It depends how you want to use it. I always have trouble with this word for some reason. The very imprint of his being and who sustains all things by his mighty word. Remember this line who sustains all things by his mighty word. When he had accomplished purification from sins, he took his seat at the right hand of the majesty on high, as far superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, you are my son, this day I have begotten you? Or again, I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. And again, he leads the firstborn into the world. He says, let the, all the angels of, of God worship him. Hebrews is a very beautiful liturgical letter. It's also very apocalyptic, not apocalyptic as the end times, but there's so much richness in it. It's a very beautiful theological liturgical book to read it's it's a perfect letter to read it's just you can't you know you see there's so many different possibilities and so many different metaphors and images the writer here understood paul it would have to be understood these the, uh what jesus is and what he fulfilled in the old testament um for which of the angels did he ever say you are my son this day i have begotten you i will be a father to him and he shall be a son to me or again when he leads the firstborn into the world he says let all the angels of god worship him it's so much beauty and then finally now we get to the gospel the gospel of john john uses logos which is word it represents the divine reason. The word logos uh, to the Greeks, um, they believe was the true God, the God that actually gives birth to the gods and to the universe. It represents divine reason that gives shape, meaning, and form, and substance, uh, essence of the universe the power of the universe is the source of all life uh 
the divine logos, the divine word, divine reason. And he uses here beautifully. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And remember the line from Hebrews, who, he, he, who sustains all things by his mighty word. They should actually put that as a capital. And the word was with God and the word was God. Here, the word is a person. It's not just a metaphor or an allegory. It's an individual and a person. It's not just a, a metaphor, yes, but it's more than a metaphor. It's God himself. It's a person. And that's, that's why when you read John's gospel, you open up to it, you will see the word is with a capital not a lowercase capital, a capital because it's a person. And the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. The word is God and the word comes from God and the word is God. And then we know we find out, okay, God speaks a person and this person brings everything into existence. And then we have the Holy Spirit, who is God. God, God the Word, and God the Spirit. And all three are one God. We get the Trinity. One in three and three in one. It's a mystery, which is, it's a scandalous mystery. It's, it doesn't make any sense. It's not supposed to make any sense, but because it is true. This is something why Muslims have a hard time understanding this because their Islam is very simplistic. It's not, you know, it's very simplistic. And their understanding of God is not just personal, it's very distant. They don't believe you can get close to him. They don't believe you can have a relationship with him. They don't think he, it's, be, it's beneath him beneath his dignity to come down and walk among human beings. That's the difficulty Islam has. He was in the beginning with God. All things came to be through him, and without him nothing came to be. Okay, all things came to be through him, and without him nothing came to be. What came to be through him was life because he is life. That's why I am the way, the truth, and the life. And this life was the light of the human race. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not has not overcome it. This the word is also life. And the word is also the light. It's unbelievable when you think about it. So the word is life, capital L. It should be, it should have been done that way. Okay. And, you know, it should have, it should have been done this way. It should have been printed. Because it should have been here, this life, that's when it should have been made capital L, was the light of the human race. And then 
light, capital L again, shines in the darkness and the darkness has not the power to overcome it. Jesus Christ, the second person of the Trinity, comes from the Father, God the Father. And Jesus' life, Jesus Christ, is the divine word. The word that gives life and meaning to everything. He is also the light and also the life. When you get through, when you when you go through all this, it's remarkable. Okay, and after this, he goes into John the Baptist. We we know already, but he came to testify to this light. He was in the world, and the world came to be through him. And the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, his own people, but his own people did not accept him. Then John, the apostle who writes, goes, but to those who did accept him, he gave power to become children of God. And those who believe in his name, who were born not by natural generation, nor by human choice, nor by a man's decision, but of God. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we saw his glory, the glory of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. It's, and you know, and then it goes on. The one who's coming, okay, he goes here. He, John gives testimony that Jesus is the, is, John is here to testify to who Jesus is. And then John the Apostle picks up. From his fullness we have all received grace in place of grace, because while the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. The only Son, God, who is at the Father's side, has revealed him. It's, you know, it's a remarkable, you know, when you read this, you realize, as a Catholic, how much how great it is to be a Catholic because we receive him in the bread of life. We receive him in the sacrament. We receive him, we, you know, his church and everything because he's always present in our lives. I've said it before. He's present in our lives. We have to always be aware of his presence. Sometimes the reason why things don't go so well for us and why we feel our spiritual lives are dry is because we don't, take the time to know this we take it for granted we go to church we attend church and then we leave church but we don't take the time to realize what jesus did for us he built this church and he gave us the sacraments so that we can keep growing in him and this this is something we all i think should take the time to realize we need to grow more in our faith we need to grow more in our faith Take the time and try to tell yourself this year, I'm going to, I'm going to do everything I can to spend more time, just more, just more time and to keep him present in my daily life. You know, and this is something we have to do. All right. Merry Christmas to everyone. Merry Christmas. And um, hopefully this coming year, things will improve. All this COVID nonsense would end. And regardless, um, even if it, it doesn't end, we need to stop praying more. You, we need to spend more time in prayer.
15 minutes, 15 minutes, uh, a few minutes of our day to, to be, to always be aware of his presence, to always be aware of his presence and to be more sacramental. Pray that rosary, spend time, make some, some spiritual daily discipline for yourself. Don't let, don't let the world sway you away. We have to make this time. We have to try. Try a little bit. Even if it's at the end of your day, make the time. Because life is short. Memento mori. Remember death. And, you know, we, we don't know what to expect. Hopefully things will improve. And even if something bad does happen or things get worse, God will, will work it to his benefit. All right, let's go on to the closing. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and he is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. St. Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild, wicked attack of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Merry Christmas to you and all your family. God bless.